dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Boss. And Hazel. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. Inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the show. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode 329. Slight audibles today. You know, we're supposed to be back in the studio doing pods in the studio, but I don't know if y'all saw this. It's snowing like a motherfucker outside. Yeah, man. I wasn't hip. I wasn't hip. My kids are still asleep. They had a late night when one of them went skating. She in high school doing the high school bullshit. But (laughs) but, uh, she, uh, my youngest is going to be in here screaming the minute about this snow. So yeah, I was, I had no clue. I like, I'm usually the one that pay attention to the weather and keep up on that shit. And I I thought we was getting like an inch or less. They're lucky we got about four. Yeah, it's official out there. I went to the gym this morning, definitely got stuck leaving the gym, so we had to make that slight audible. Yeah, damn. <laughs> so you went, you went to the gym knowing you was going to get stuck, because it, it was snowing. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I went to the gym, it was like 7 o'clock, it was just flurries, and by the time I got out, it was official. <laughs> I mean, in a matter of like an hour, it became real in the field. Yeah. But shit, man, we got a guest, man. We got a guest. Casey Jones in the building. What's good, brother? What's up with yeah. y'all, man? How y'all feeling? Chilling, man. Glad Tired, you could get bro. up this early, bro. I know. I appreciate y'all for having me this early. I'm usually up like freaking 730, so it'll work out either way. That's what's up. Sir. Yeah, man. We're supposed to be in the studio. New Year mm-hmm. podcast. We said, well, we're going to try to do a, a guest a month, somewhere around there, just to stay consistent with it. But yeah, big audible it's on Skype. Uh, I don't think we was even anticipating this yesterday. Like nobody mentioned, you know, the snow. Nobody was like on guard or watch. <laughs> right. I think it was what it was what fifty five degrees and sunny just what two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. deaf, most deaf. But uh, Casey, man, you from Cincinnati, right? Yes, sir. I am. What part of the night are you rapping? So. Uh, I grew up in Madisonville, so we're going to roll with that, but I moved around a lot, but those are like where my roots is at in Cincinnati. That's what's up, man, but you got a new, you got a new project out, man, just dropped this past, uh, December. It's yes, called sir. Jay. Talk about it. So, Jay, man, um, it's something I kind of had, like, a vision about probably a year and a half ago. Really just sat down, let it resonate in my mind, and then I decided to go ahead and push it. So, um, Jay really is just a tape I wanted to make some music to make people dance, also have some messages in there for people as well, too. So essentially, it's really a testament to how I grew up, you know, a lot of influences I had. I just wanted people to have fun. That's in a nutshell. That's what Jade is about. That's what I want to accomplish. And that's, you know, that's Jay for you. That's what's up. Yeah. I know I definitely checked out the project and I thought it was pretty dope. Um, Appreciate where, it. Where'd you, where'd you get the... Uh, the idea of like Badu from that was that was one of my 
the ones that I liked it. I just wanted to hear your thought process of putting that together. Absolutely. So, I mean, we all know Erica Badu. Uh, she got mad influence in the community. You know what I mean? So it was kind of play on that, but the real backstory to it is actually a story about how I met my girlfriend. Um, we just hit our six year anniversary. So I flew out to California Thanksgiving. I was out there for my birthday. My birthday is like a week before Thanksgiving. I was trying to make my flight and I missed my damn flight because we've taken <laughs> forever at LAX. So I was like, damn, I'm sitting here stuck or whatever. But in the midst of me getting stuck in LA, me and her really like locked in. And then shit, here we are. So it's essentially a story about how our love started. So I do came from. Yo. That, that's mad brownie points. Mad brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> Is she listening? Sure. She can hear you right now. Oh yeah, she can. She already know. <laughs> we we go at this all the time, so it is what it is. That's what's up, man. But how you feel, man? How you feel about the project? I know uh, I went out to the uh, listening party. Listening party was definitely dope. Couldn't make the video uh, shoot for 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 Jade that just dropped, um, but reception seems like it's pretty cool, man. How how you feel? Honestly, man, I feel really good about it. Um, the response I've been getting to the tape has been crazy. I can't really tell anybody thank you enough for the response I've been getting. You know, the guy who produced the tape, one of the things he's telling me when we had the whole project finished, he feels like this is going to be like a staple in my career, get my music career started. So I'm starting to kind of see the fruits of my labor come in. And I, I got to say, I agree with what he's saying. So I'm just excited to start another project, honestly. So I like to record and move on and get to the next thing is how I move for real. For me, man, Houston Roll really spoke to me. Yes. That's, That's one of my ones. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody can relate to, you know, the street lights, be in the house before the street lights come on, that type of talk, living on right. the streets and everything like that, man. Talk about the development of that track. So Houston Roll, um, I was headed down to the city to record it with my boy Julio. Um, I went to high school with him. Literally, Houston Road is a road right off you house off the highway ahead to uh, Seven Hills down in Cincinnati where my people stay. So, you know, I, I was ripping and running down Houston Road growing up. You know what I mean? It got a lot of fond memories of it. So that's really more so how it came about. The day of, I saw the street. I was like, damn, I fucking around make a song. He played the beat. I was like, oh, this is perfect. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Wrote the song in like 10 minutes, knocked it out. It wasn't really too much to it. Like, I lived it, so it's pretty easy to come up with the song on spot, for real. So, and and you, also, you also spoke on, like, you know, you making dance music. You wanted to make something a little different. As, right. a, as a DJ, I appreciate that, because half the shit I get is 62 BPMs and below. <laughs> so I just really, I wanted to hear, like, is that really, like, yo, where you want to go musically for, like, that's your pocket? Or is this kind of just, like, a project pocket? Like, this is something that you just did for the project? Yeah, I like to, um, with bodies of project, with a project, I like to focus on like a specific thing, right? So if I make another project, it's probably not going to sound anything like this one. It's kind of, I like to do stuff based off of mood. If I have this vision for so long, I'm like, I just want to execute it. On the dance side, you know, I grew up, my grandparents was playing disco. I listened to a lot of R&B, dance music. I kind of got put onto that throughout high school. So I really wanted to show like, make music that not everybody else is making but you can still make some quality stuff regardless you know what i mean i kind of want to push the envelope especially for my first full body project so you know all my influences i just wanted to kind of show you guys what i grew up on and how i'm feeling who are some of those influences 
So on the dance side, honestly, it's more so like Daft Punk and people like that, really. I just like the way they construct their music and stuff. You know, they've been going at it for a long time. Yeah. Um, on the on a rap side, it's got to be like Busta Rhymes or like Andre 3000, Common. I listen to a lot of, you know, back in the day stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and He just gave me chills and made, he said the back I'm in the day stuff. I'm going to say, say yeah. I'm going to say Kev, you talk about us low key, you talk about us low key. <laughs> nah. <laughs> People try to say I got an old soul, but I really don't. It's just, that's what I grew up with. That's what I, I grew up with. Yeah. So I'm just like, what y'all talk about? So, you know, outside of them, T.I., 50 Cent. That, those are my influences, so I just kind of want to show, you know, where I pulled those influences from on this tape that I just dropped. Yeah, man, Trike ain't mm-hmm. proud, you know, talking about my dukes, man. Mm-hmm. All of us on this pod got a real tight relationship with our moms, man. Let's talk about that track. So that track, it's funny you say that because it's actually really highlighting um, kind of the struggles I had with my mom growing up. Um, not that I don't love my mom, I love her to death, but, you know, um, I just think our way of communicating and kind of seeing stuff is totally different. So that kind of created a risk sometimes. But the older I got, you know, I have my own kid now, kind of going through these life experiences. Now I can relate to my mom a lot more. Things maybe I thought she wasn't handling in a certain way. Now I'm like, oh, shit, I understand why you handled that a certain way now. So it's more old and more of like an apology to my mom more than anything, really. No, no. Has, has she has she checked it out? What what was her response to the track? She has. Um, it was kind of funny for her. My mom a straight shooter, so she more so was like, "What the hell is this about?" As soon as I said, <laughs> so, I'm like, "Okay." But the more I got to explain to her, you know, she started really understanding what I was talking about. So we was able to have a really solid conversation about all that stuff after the song. So it actually helped kind of open up the door of a conversation we've been needing to have for a long time. Where J music video just dropped. If y'all ain't checked yes, it out, um, definitely check it out on YouTube. That's probably my favorite joint. Um, you got new new videos on, on deck. What what's the plan? I do. So um, the same day I shot Jade, I turned right back around the same day I shot the video for Badu. So I'm gonna be dropping that sometime yeah. in February. And then I got a lot of other visuals I'm working on. I'm actually working on some more music too, so I got a lot of stuff in the works right now. But Badu gonna be the next video I got coming out. Shout out your gram. Shout out your Instagram. Yes, L E C A S E Y Jones. Look, Casey Jones on IG. Look, it's pretty straightforward for real. But yep, that's my IG, Twitter handle, Facebook, you name it, same handle all across the board. Make it real easy. You talked about uh, your homie that produced the project for you, man. How was that collaboration working for you? So, again, he's another guy I kind of played sports with in high school. Um, he's actually rivals, but, you know, it's, it's some years in the making. I reached out to him maybe a few years ago trying to put in some work, but busy, man. So it, it was just – I couldn't get a hold of him. And then all of a sudden he hit me up like a year ago like, hey, man, I'm ready to work. So I was kind of telling him what I was looking for. I think we went back and forth on beats and the stuff he was making for about three months before we really locked in on what I wanted. But, man, dude's a hell of a producer. Um, It's definitely a challenge for him to kind of get the sound we was looking for. But all in all, man, I give him mad props, mad love. I appreciate what he did. He even helped me on, like, the marketing side and kind of, you know, the business side of music, too. So more than just a producer for me, really, when it's all said and done. Sound like y'all took your time. You said it took y'all like three months to come up with the concept and find the right beats and everything like that. You know, it seems like today everything is just like super rushed. 
You know, you go right. to the studio on Monday and you shooting the video on Wednesday. Right. <laughs> right. And I didn't want to do that, man. Again, I haven't been making music that long nor dropping that long. So I think putting the best quality product out there makes the most sense, especially a lot of people not hearing. I want people to be able to hear my music. Like, damn, that's dope. Like, let me go ahead and check out some more versus just trying to throw shit out at people or hoping that it catch. You know what I mean? So that's more so why I took my time on the project. You, you said, go ahead, Do you have any dream collaborations or like upcoming shows? So upcoming get shows. Get Badu. Get Badu on the remix. <laughs> 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 hey, that was hey we going to tag her on here. We're going to tag her in the post. <laughs> that video i need all the tags man that'd be super fire but uh on the show side i got an opportunity to perform in chicago at Lollapalooza in august so oh. i'm i'm hoping that's a, a for sure lock if so i'll be in um, chicago early august um outside of that i got a couple opportunities to perform in new york at um, sobs as well too so i linked up with a guy up there so i might be traveling a lot for um the performance side but a lot more local right now Cincinnati, Columbus, hopefully a lot more than Cleveland as well, too. How you feel about the local scene in 2023? Local scene, man, if I'm being for real, for real, I wish a lot more people were open to um, kind of going outside of their comfort zone in the local scene. Like, there's a lot of dope artists. I think they got a lot of potential, but I think a lot of people, you know, on a local standpoint, you get so influenced by your settings that you don't really want to go out there and challenge yourself to do something different. So, mm-hmm. For real, for real, I'm hoping more people do that. That'll kind of help me in the sense of now I'm collaborating with people. I want to collab with people who are open to doing something different than what we used to. What is the music scene like down in Cincinnati? So Cincinnati, man, um, I like to say it goes a lot, a lot on our trap side, just you know, uh, you know, traditional rap beats pretty repetitive when it's all said and done. It is some artists in Cincinnati who definitely are dope and stand out. But I think the scene could be popping a lot more if, you know, people kind of went outside of that realm and tried maybe something like I did with the house music and things like that. You never know what to take off. I mean, house music originated with black people anyway, so I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. we might as well go ahead and push that too and bring that back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man, let's, let's get into some topics, man. Yeah, y'all got yeah. other questions? I'm ready to jump into it. I know Kim has been hitting with the sports betting. <laughs> hey, man, you see, you know, do we, do we, we have to feel good. good. Do we have to talk about gambling today? You didn't put it in the notes. I'm like, what? As much as y'all been betting, we talking about this shit. Man. <laughs> like you said, I'm about to be done. You you had a good week, I had a bad week. I'm about to be done. Dizzle, you gotta tell them about your comeback, because you had a good comeback this week. I had a great comeback. Uh Quick lived. I was down to my last one dollar. Literally, on my last one dollar bet, I think I turned that into like maybe sixteen bucks. Um, I don't even remember what I bet on, but it was literally my last dollar. One that uh, I remember, you you bet on like Rafael Nadal to win like a tennis match. <laughs> yes, but that was an accident. So I, turned, I turned one dollar into sixteen dollars, and then I bet all $16 on a tennis match. I didn't know none of these niggas. I just bet, bet. And then that shit turned into 30 bucks. I turned that 30 bucks and won another bet uh, to like 150. So I was like, okay, I'm up now. You know what I'm saying? I'm up. I only deposited 100. I'm at 150. 
So I cashed out 60 bucks. I was going to play the last 90 or whatever. Lost that quick as fuck. <laughs> so I, I deleted the app. I'm done. Oh, I deleted the app. I'm done until the NBA playoffs. Wow. This dude got rid of him. Like LeBron, when the playoffs come, when LeBron deletes Twitter, zero dark yeah. 23. That's going to make my screenshot game. Well, I don't even want to do it no more. I don't even want to get you, you know, put, put you it see, in your I radar. Didn't put, I didn't put nothing in the chat. When y'all were talking, <laughs> talking y'all bets, I was silent, just looking and hoping for the best for y'all. Listen, listen. So I still I'm still alive for a four leg parlay. Um, the Bengals and 49ers got to win today. They got to win those games for me to win this like little forty dollar parlay. But like my big shit that I was like, all right, these things are gonna happen. Not even close, man. Like I had the four leg parlay with Philly, AJ Brown, uh uh-uh. uh, Saquon score a touchdown, uh uh-uh. uh, Jalen Hurts to throw two fifty, uh uh-uh. uh, Philly won, but that don't get you shit. So. These parlays is sucker bets, man. They sucker bets. It, it just ain't happening, dog. Do you do any sports gambling, Case? I don't, man. Uh, I was doing Smart some man. fantasy. I was doing some fantasy football. And I absolutely did terrible. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna put a whole bunch of money into this. I'm, so I'm cool. I'm yeah, smart. Parlay. Smart man. Smart man. I had an okay day over there, kind of like you know, a little, little mad. I had an okay week myself. Um, some of my big parlays, of course, didn't hit. I had I was reaching for the stars. Started out good with the uh, Valdez Scantley and Kansas City uh, win on a. I had I picked a touchdown score and a winner from each game. So it got down to the second game. I had the Eagles winning, but I had Saquon Barkley scoring. That didn't happen, so that parlay is over. But um, during the week, man, I had a. Uh, I've been doing. I've been crushing golf. Been doing good on golf. They had a uh, Jalen Hurts passing touchdown thing where you could double your money if he scored, if he threw for two touchdowns. So doubled up fifty real quick. Give me some firepower for today. So you know, I'm still out here surviving, doing well, doing well. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm a hold tight. <laughs> I'm holding tight. I'm not trying to lose. I'm not trying to keep losing hundreds of dollars. That's just not <laughs> in my blood. <laughs> right. So, Dustin Fox, he used to play for Ohio State. He does sports talk up in Cleveland. He has a four-leg parlay going on right now. He had Travis Kelsey scoring the first touchdown, Dallas Gabbert scoring the first touchdown. Both of those hit. So, right now, he can cash out his $50 bet for $640. Or he can let it ride for uh, Dawson not scoring a touchdown, the first touchdown, and Dalton Schultz scoring the first touchdown in the Dallas Cowboys 49ers game. Would y'all cash out or let it ride? Because if you let it ride and he hit all that, he went a million dollars. You got to cash that out because four tight ends ain't scoring. Right. You got you, you to cash that out. I'm surprised Killer said that. I'm surprised you said that. <laughs> so if, if it wasn't about being the first touchdown, if it was an anytime touchdown score, I'm all over that. But the first touchdown, that's like – that's like throwing a dart, you know what I'm saying, and just praying that you pick the right dude to score first because no one knows who wins the coin flip. No one knows anything. So uh-huh. you you hit two of those, that's amazing. Take that $600 and, and right off in the sunset. Oh, I would have been cashed out. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd have deuces. I'd have to take that bread and bounce. For sure. Yeah. We got any surprises from uh, yesterday's, Saturday's games? 
I was surprised the Giants got their ass kicked. I mean, that shit was over at halftime. And the funny thing is, my aunt, she's a big Raiders fan, but she lives in New York, so she roots for the Giants, too. So she jumps in the chat. And my aunt's a hater. She hates on the Pittsburgh Steelers, me, my mom, and my brother team. So whenever we lose, she come in with the jokes. So me and my brother had to eat to her. <laughs> we had to drink the pain. Me and my brother brought the pain to my aunt. Like, how about those Giants? How about those G-Men? That game was a dud last night. What a dud. What a way to end a Saturday night. What a dud. Yeah. Yeah, Casey, you, you from Cincy, man. Are you Bengals Nation, or what's your team? So... It's funny. I'm actually a Saints fan, but you know I always go for the city. I got to. So I think they're gonna take this dub against the Bills easily. That's talk, talk your shit, Casey. Yeah, <laughs> that's an easy dub in my opinion, man. I don't talk think they're gonna shit. be able to. The defense the Bengals got in that O, the the offense, the way they've been playing, we solid. The O line is probably the only thing I'm kind of worried about right now. But everything else, I think we good. We shit, lost to the Super Bowl last year with a terrible offensive line. But we ain't, that's but, what I'm saying. But well, we ain't lose our three best of the last three weeks. That's what that, that's the we've lost three our three right. best O linemen in the last three weeks of football. So that is a little concerning. But defense playing well enough, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I still like the, uh, the the idea that we get to actually play this game. I think that's going to bring you know just get, right. Get this game over with, win or lose, kind of get past all of this happened with the Bills and the Bengals this year. But I, I'm, I'm excited for us to have to go there and do it. Me too. Yes. Yeah, so, so the game is, did they say a neutral site or where's the game? Because I know they basically just canceled the regular season game. Today's game is in Buffalo. Yeah, they only did okay. neutral sites for the championship week. So I think if Buffalo were to win and Kansas City, that would be in Atlanta, I think, playing in Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty dope. But shoot, man, LeBron James always a hot button issue on our podcast. At least he's headed for the all time NBA scoring record. ESPN announced that they're going to be doing live cut ins to every single uh, Lakers game until LeBron hits it. So will NBA TV. But the biggest news to come out of the NBA this past week happened on Saturday night. OG Shannon Sharp versus the Grizzlies and Kyle <laughs> Rank Daddy. Did y'all see it? What did y'all think? What's popping? This is. <laughs> I said it's hilarious, uh, even more so because of that big blue sweater that nigga had on. <laughs> <laughs> like that cardigan, I don't know if I like it or not. Like, four different blues, big as fuck. Nah, man, that shit is just entertainment. I mean, you saw uh, John Moran's dad and him dap it up, you know, right after. So it ain't no real squirmish or nothing. Niggas just talking shit. It's, it's regular. I, I read the highlight. Did he really call him a sports blogger and not 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 a tight end? Like, is that really? Because I kind of I, I read the highlight. But I didn't read the, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. I'm like, did he really call him a blogger? That's fucked up. For me, <laughs> for me, like, people make it a big deal about John Morant's dad, you know, being, you know, Suge Knight all in the video. <laughs> like but I got a bigger problem with this nigga constantly wearing sunglasses on the inside. Like, <laughs> like your son's the star. You're not the star. Like, you be at the game, root them on, but take the sunglasses off, though. <laughs> Pop's out here. Pop's trying to get it, trying to get oh, one of them deals. 
Oh, he out here living for the city for sure. He out here here spending that boy money left and right. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Oh, shit. But the other shit that's popping in sports, I don't know if y'all seen it, man, this Power Slap League. Have y'all seen the Slap League? So, I just saw the one video this week where the dude's head exploded, and that made me not watch the rest of them. So, like, I've seen it prior to this, but I didn't know. It seemed like it's... This is on some like uh what's that shit called? The new the new tennis uh paddle ball or whatever. It's yeah. on it's on that kind of wave from what it's seeing because they had full audience and coverage and you name it. Casey, you seen it? I have, man. I, I get slapped personally. I don't know how I'm with that. <laughs> Half of face swollen getting slapped. That's stupid, but it is what it is. Hey. Do they even get paid for that? Is my question, I guess. So the thing is, I, I watched this show last night, and uh, Dana White, you know, he, president of the UFC, Mr. Woman Beater himself, he uh, saw the videos of, like, uh, overseas on YouTube, and, like, they have leagues over there, and he tried to create one here in the United States, and he called it Power Slap. They got sanctioned from Las Vegas, so they're making this shit a real live official sport instead of some backyard bullshit. And so they got a competition, and they come on TBS. Like, you can watch the shit on TBS. They're going to have a pay-per-view event. I watched the shit last night, and the one dude, he regular face, gets smacked. Next thing you know, it shit swole up. Like, that nigga had the mumps, nigga. Yeah. It shit crazy. Dizzle, you, you the youngest one in our pod. You going to train up for it? I was literally about to ask, how do you train? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is you just literally going hand to hand with somebody? Like, Wake up in the morning, like, give it to me. Come on. Because <laughs> oh, somebody gets chopped in the neck at the wrong angle, Mm-mm, I'm not with it, bro. Yeah, I don't man. even like arm wrestling because I've seen many arm. I don't even arm wrestling videos with a nigga arm snap. Mm. And if you and if you watching, all of the thick niggas is the ones winning these slap. <laughs> Slap fight. It ain't the skinny ones. <laughs> yeah, it really is all about who wins the coin flip, man, because one dude, he won and knocked the dude clean out. So dude didn't even get his slap back. Damn. See. So fuck that. I'm going to have to go see that nigga in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm locked in. 2023, man. I never would have thought. That's that's where we at, man. And hip-hop news, man. Drake and 21, they going on a tour together. A 16-day tour from May to July. It's all a blur. Casey, you going to get on that joint? What's good? Hey, I'm down for it. <laughs> hit, hit me up. I'm near ASAP. But, nah, that's dope. I'm probably going to try to hit one of those shows either way. Shit. What about y'all? What y'all think about that? Fire. I love the project, and I'm not even yeah. a Drake fan. I'm not even a Drake fan like that, but this project is fire. So, if it's local, I'm there. Facts. Facts. I like the project myself. Um, 21, I'm actually more of a Drake fan than a 21 fan, but I, 21 has grown on me over the last probably two or three years, I would say. So with this collab, that kind of brought me in all the way to where I want to see a live show now. Yeah, they just uh, some clips are going around. They just did a pop-up, I think, at Apollo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo Theater, yeah. Drake doing some of his B-sides. Um, brought out Dipset. Did you see him bring out yeah. Dipset? He had, on, he, had, he had on the pink Cameron, you know, saying <laughs> fur. Got me hype on my old Dipset days. Yeah, I'll be uh, more interested in one of those, like, B-side shows because, you know, the hits is the hits, but them, some of them sleepers, 
that them is what bring back the memories for real. So yeah, you know, I'm sure the show would be dope. That's one thing I hope changes in in our music, hip hop and R and B is that the the artists, you know, celebrate more of the classics that got them there versus always trying to make the new next new thing. I understand that from the creative side and being an artist, that's top priority, but like them classics, but like I, my artist friends like Smoke, he'd never want to hear Ballin'. Like like that's just a song he never wanna hear again. <laughs> but like them them songs that got you there is what built that fan base, you know what I'm saying? So I love to hear the classics. So Dizzle, Omarion from your favorite group in the world, B2K, was, <laughs> was holding hands with the legendary Nia Long at the movie premiere for a uh, what's the name of the movie? It's on a Netflix movie. You got Eddie Murphy. You people, yeah, got Eddie Murphy in it. Uh, Joni Hill, Lauren London. Is, is that a thing? Is that official? What's what's popping? Because damn, Man. young boy. Well, he's not even young. He's like thirty eight, so he's not even a young boy. No, but more. he young to her though. He's winning. It's fucking the I salute. Nah, she, uh, she, she, she trying to, you know, bounce him back from the Adoku news, you know what I'm saying? Living her life like it's golden. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, shout out to Omarion, you know, the city boys is up right now. Ah, honey. I think we saw her with, uh, Terrence J as well, out somewhere in a McLaren or some type of nice whip. Like, man, man, shout out to... Shout out to Nia, man. Shout out to Omarion too. Man, if, he, if he's able to pull this one off, I, I, I think what it was was on the red carpet. If y'all saw it, she she was taking the pics and ready to move along, and it wasn't like, "Come on!" Oh, it was like she grabbed her shit and was like, "Let's right. go!" So it was like, "Oh shit!" And, and he and he had to laugh like, "Oh shit, me!" Like you know, what I'm saying so. <laughs> all, all, all that shit played into this to this being you know hyped up so. She got to be living her life, though. I mean, she should have been before, uh, you know, all this. You know, she knee along. I know she gets shots on at her every day. So, hey, yeah. go, go, go get it. Oh, get on the chest. Shannon Sharp slid in her DMs after the breakup. He posted it on his IG. Right, quick. <laughs> so did Cameron. Everybody was shooting a shot with knee along, but Omarion, Mr. Watermelon. <laughs> Who's the victor? <laughs> but shit, man, this is something we always got to get an update on, everything that's going on with Young Thug and Gunner. Uh, Gunner got unfollowed by Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, and Meek Mill. I mean, in today's society, that's how you show that you don't fuck with somebody no more when you unfollow them on social media. What's y'all take? Man, I think it speaks values, like you were saying today. People unfollowing people, man, that says a lot. However, I mean, we don't know. Like, unless we unless we chop it up, we don't know. We're going to see what happens, I guess. Yeah. It's still, my thought is still, we got to, you know, see how it truly play out. It, it don't look good for them right now. You know what I'm saying? For them to all unfollow them at the same time, they might got some inside information on, on what really went down and what Young Thug is going through or saying. So, we're going to see. We're going to see. After what he just went through, he sure don't want to do music no more. He need to just go ahead and get on up out of here. You know I told him, man. He said, go by his government name and move to North Dakota and live a nice little life in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Y'all, don't think he can, <laughs> y'all don't think he can come back one, just one hit away from being back on top? 
See, I don't think so because of quote unquote the realness of his music. Everybody took Takashi Six Nine for a joke. So he right. can come and make music again because nobody took him serious. People took what Young Thug serious. And once you go down that other way, snitching or nonsense or whatever you want to call it, people are just not gonna take you serious no more, man. So take your little money, go to Dakota, North Dakota, suburb <laughs> like you and your lady and your kid, and just be happy. Because staying in the A is not safe. Facts. But shit, speaking of the Young Thug case, allegedly somebody tried to slide him some perks in court. I saw that. <laughs> the perk 30. <laughs> come on. And then, and then the dude come over there like, let me see what you got, Thug. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying, son? Come on, bro. You think they had a million cameras in there? That was crazy. That just that just makes it look more like you was really out here kingpinning because they're trying to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? That, in my opinion, that's just how it looked on the outside looking in. It just, it just makes it look, it makes everything looks more, you know, elevated. Now, I've never been to jail, but every movie and show, they show how easy it is to get drugs in jail. So why wouldn't you try to get them in jail as opposed to in court? Mm. You see how we all shake our heads the same? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> it's real in the field, man. We got a couple quick hitters before we slide up out of here, man. House Party uh, remake is officially out. I have not seen it. Dizzle, I was about I to say, this is a bootleg. What? Can't get a bootleg. This is not a bootleg, man. This was y'all era, right? No no, y'all no, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> you'll you find party. it on the fire stick. You'll find it on the fire stick before oh, all of us. Nah, man, I'm supporting. You know what I'm saying? I, I paid my whatever to actually see it in the theaters um y'all haven't seen it so i'm not I gonna do no, no spoilers casey have you seen the new house party i have not bro damn so so y'all before, not excited? That, before that you've seen the original house party right yes, yes I, I think i seen i seen all of them okay okay so what rating would you give the original house party it's a cool seven seven eight Eight or ten out of ten. It's the smooth dime, smooth dime, easy dime, easy dime. So, what rating would you give this remake? It was, it was a cool six, six or seven. It was, it was entertaining. It was funny. My wife liked it. I'd watch it again. Okay. Now, we had this discussion probably back in August when the first trailer dropped. I said on this podcast. LeBron James, your legacy is on the line. Not your NBA legacy. I don't care about that, man. We know you want the best of all time. You're about to break all the records. Congrats. Salute. That's great. But your movie-making legacy is on the line here. We already saw Space Jam, and Space Jam was mid. This is House Party, though. If you don't make House Party at least good, we got a big problem. So is it good? Not I. Not something you got on in the background when you're washing the dishes. Is it good? I will say it's, it's good. I And one thing, as black people, we got to <laughs> He's pulling black out the black people, people card. He's struggling. <laughs> this shit's not good. <laughs> we got to come together. Uh, we got a support line. Nah. We got we to stop being so overly critical of <laughs> other black people. 
Man, the movie was good. I I had a great. It was a what two hour movie. I enjoyed the two hours. I laughed out loud multiple times, and it was. I don't want to spoil it. It was a good movie. You should watch it though. I'm a fucks with it. Of course, I'm gonna go see it. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I am nervous about seeing this because the original just holds so much weight to my childhood. So it's, it's one of those things that uh, us forty and uppers don't uh, don't take lightly. Fact. Don't <laughs> don't go into it expecting or even comparing. You know, go into it just you're watching a new movie. You're watching a you're watching a new movie called Party House. Yeah, they yeah, got that yeah, house yeah. party IP on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> with expectation. It's funny, man. KC, we got you on the show, and so Dizzle has this mind frame of saying, if it came out before he was born, why should he watch it? Do you share that same viewpoint? I do not share that same viewpoint. <laughs> you are alright with me, brother. Do you mind us asking how old you are, sir? I just turned 28 this past November. Okay, so in the same... Younger than Dizzle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even better. Man, don't let them sit. They're going to send you a list of movies from the 70s. <laughs> from the 70s. <laughs> and then be like, oh, you ain't seen this shit? <laughs> as long as it's fire, I don't care. Send me all the movies. Shit, I'm tired of watching these damn reality shows with my girlfriend. <laughs> right. Send me all the movies. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, so I, I, I ask y'all, is there any reboot, any type of sequel that y'all would be excited for? Oh, be clear. I'm here for all reboots, all sequels. I'm just, when you reboot a movie that's a classic, you better be at least good. Because if you don't, then your image of a producer or screenwriter, even actors, is tarnished. Like, uh, for instance, I'm sure y'all probably never seen this movie, uh, RoboCop. It came out like in the mid-80s or whatever. They made a remake. And the original RoboCop was rated R. And then once I saw that the remake was going to be PG-13, I already knew it was going to be trash. And it was big trash. So <laughs> yeah. you just got to be good, man. You take a, a established IP, you got to deliver. You have to deliver. I personally yeah. am not a fan of them because I like keeping that time and space where it's at because it was a classic for a reason. Movies like Life and movies like, you know, Friday, you name a million others, but those those time and spaces aren't like they were back then and, and you know, how we consumed it early or late 90s or early 90s or early 2000s versus now is totally different, so I just like to leave that stuff alone because what you're reaching for is a, almost like an unobtainable goal. So, what you think, Casey? I like reboots. It just—I I agree with you though. It's, they gotta be on point with it. You can't bring back no bullshit. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. They got a new scream coming out. The new scream mm-hmm. actually looked fire. If you've seen the older ones, you know what I mean. So, shit, we gonna see how that go. But that looked fire too. Yeah, yeah they in New York. Movie. They right. in New York. Ghostface got a shotgun. They wild. <laughs> <laughs> hey, damn! Fuck a knife. I got a gun. This nigga gonna kill everybody. <laughs> I, I think this is the first time we ever talked about Flowrider on the podcast, Dizzle. Uh, yeah, shout outs to Flowrider. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was ever lacking in the bread department, but uh, just won a lawsuit against a energy drink company. That nigga is up eighty two million. Damn. So what was the energy like? I I, I read the article and kind of got that point, but was he like trying to get some some like? 
bottom of water off and, and it just blew up? Or was it was it something like, you know, like what was the story that caused this lawsuit? Do anybody know? Beats me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I, I get my news. I get my news from the shade room. And they, ain't, <laughs> they ain't get into that. <laughs> That's dangerous, bro. All right. All he know he got is flow riders up eighty two mil. That's all he know. Hey, oh, no. salute the flow rider, man. Keep getting them checks, dog. But shoot, Casey, we talk a lot of TV on this podcast, man. You talked about it. You sick of reality TV, man? Any shows out there you watching? Uh, a show right now. Uh, I'm gonna bring up a reality show. Love Island is one of the shows me and my girlfriend are watching. It's, like, it's lightweight entertaining though. It and is. You up. Like it's it's cool, but they got like a hundred seasons of the shit too, so it's probably never ending. <laughs> but it's cool though. Yeah. So we big. We big on BMF. We big on Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, a show that I just finished recently is called Yellow Jackets. Uh, it comes on Showtime. Actually, the second season about to start up uh, here in March. So basically, the premise is it's a girls' soccer team. They're going to nationals, and their plane crashes in the wilderness. And so it's basically kind of like uh, Lost meets Lord of the Flies. Uh, that's the type of vibe that you get from the show. But what makes the show real dope is... The plane crash happens in like uh like ninety six, ninety seven, and then they do like a twenty year flash forward to them as adults. So the storyline is going back and forth between both timelines. So you're trying to figure out which person is which as a, an adult, which person actually made it out the wilderness, and they do some crazy shit when they're in the wilderness because they say they got out there for like basically two years. So I highly suggest that show, man. It's pretty good. Yellow Jackets, Showtime. But, okay. I don't know. We didn't put it in the notes, but uh, Your Honor is back. Yes. Have you been? You you kept up with it? You you up to date? I watched both episodes. I'm Gucci. I'm here. I'm locked in. This nigga, That's I don't fail, fresh out of jail. California dreaming. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, that's a show I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch week week by week. I, I watched the first episode, uh, season two last night. I'm gonna check out the second one today. Did y'all peep BMF episode three? Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah definitely watch that. Definitely, definitely. You ain't got the BMF life, B- Casey? I ain't, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm probably gonna lose some points on that, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get you a fire stick. Just <laughs> a, a hook him up. That'd be a lot. <laughs> so how y'all how y'all feeling about episode three, man? Wait, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Nah, man, Lamar back, man. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar on his way. I think he's trying to he trying to get to it, it, trying to show that he's there and do the things that he used to do and make his crazy an- announcements and crazy I was I want to hear pop like things. So, I mean, all that's happening. Um, I think I think I think the season has a chance to really. Elevate like this really could be a good one, but you're gonna have to shake it up. People got people gotta go, but I think they're at that point. For me, I got super excited to see the homie Donnell Rollins because whenever <laughs> Donnell Rollins show up, you know it's gonna be some comedy and some jokes, and we definitely got some with him. And then uh, Lala, um, almost a scene, almost a Lala sex scene. I ain't gonna um, lie. I saw the brief. I 
saw the brief nudity in the beginning. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, la la tits. Then I hear the moaning, and I'm like, okay. But then I see it was it. cast dog. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, I'll take it, but you know, it, 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 wasn't, not, it wasn't the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was not real. I gotta be perfectly honest, man. I am glad they didn't go power route with the sex scenes. And power, especially like the first two seasons, they would just we have random sex scenes out of nowhere. Just yeah. like niggas banging in the closet and shit. Like, why? Why why are we showing this? Like we was just at a drug deal, five <laughs> niggas got shot, now we got a sex scene for five minutes. Like uh-huh. just keep with the show. So look, man, keep with the show unless it's la la. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm scared. Still, I'm scared though. What's the over under on La La Sis? We still over? I'm under. I'm under. I don't think we see him. I'm going to stand firm on the fact that, you know, her son is in high school now. She probably shouldn't be showing that body out like that, that body yaddy yaddy yaddy. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get it. I don't know, man. I still believe. I still believe. We always got power. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared, though, man, because I don't know what they're going to do with it, with the show, bro. Like, they running. I feel like they running out of stories. For the fact that they brought Lamar back to be the same person he was last season as the main villain, true. Like, I don't know, man. I'm gonna watch it because I'm already invested. <laughs> We're gonna have to see where they go with it. True, true. All right. So, who y'all more afraid of, so to speak, K Nine or Lamar? K Nine. I think K Nine got a lot oh, more barking on cue. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lamar. Nigga, don't die. The, you you killed him in the first season. Nigga, back popping niggas in the second season. Facts. I'm with you. There's a Lamar. That nigga like a zombie out here, dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Facts. Well, shit, Casey, man. Shout out your Instagram and everything. One more time. Shout out to Project. Shout out whoever you need to shout out, bro. Oh, absolutely. L e c a s e y Jones is the Instagram handle. That's Love Casey Jones. Um, again, Jade, I just dropped that December. Man, please go stream that. That's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, it's there. And man, I just want to shout out, I got to shout out God, obviously. Shout out my family. And shout out everybody who's been helping me with this project and all these videos, man. It's been a dope experience. Shout out to y'all for having me on today as well, too. No doubt, no doubt. For sure. Yes, sir. For sure. We, I usually try to grill the rappers that come on and the artists that come on and have them spit something, but we ain't gonna we ain't gonna do you like that if, if we was in the studio. <laughs> we gonna do we that just... in the studio. I got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the critic of all critics. In your, rapping in your living room, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> At ten in the morning. Right. <laughs> Give me a high 16, nigga. <laughs> like, like, damn, this. I just want to hold up. Well, <laughs> shit, I, I, I do got one more question before we slide out of here for you, Casey. Like, obviously, uh-huh. you independent right, right now. Like, is there a label situation out there that you would sign to? Like, a label? Um, so, the type of music I make, I guess, a lot of people always say Dreamville always would be a solid fit if I was to sign to a major label. I would love the idea of that. But right now, I'm I'm absolutely enjoying this independent route. I have my independence and doing whatever I want, whenever I want. So you know, if Dreamville decides to hit me up, I might go ahead and make that uh, make that leap of faith. Cold world. Yes, yeah. sir. 
J.I.D., what's good? Ari Lennon, Right. Well, there it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.